Well, here we are. Uh, greetings, everyone. Welcome in uh, the Wolverine.com YouTube channel, uh, Wolverine.com podcast. Anthony Broom here with Clayton Safey with some breaking news, a quick reaction show. The Jim Harbaugh era has come to an end at Michigan. Uh, the now former Michigan head coach, which sounds so weird to say, uh, after nine years at Michigan, three Big Ten titles, three wins over Ohio State, three trips to the college football playoff over the last three years, and the national champion, Goes out on a high note. Uh, the NFL, they were not the NFL rumors that cried wolf this time around. Jim Harbaugh is not the Michigan's head coach anymore. He will coach the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert out at SoFi Stadium, which is a gorgeous facility. But uh, so we'll talk about it here. Uh, again, we'll, we'll do a, a fuller show with Chris uh, later on this week discussing what's next and, and some of the bigger storylines with it. But Anthony here with Clayton just to, you know, really minutes after this thing dropped. Uh, not unexpected, given that the Vegas odds makers, not that the, the books were indicative of where this thing was heading, but pulled pulled up, uh, the hardball bets off the board yesterday. It seemed like things were heavily trending this direction. And now Michigan is in the market for not even – they shouldn't be in the market. It, it should be Sharon Moore. But closure, uh, this is it. Clayton, your thoughts. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a sad day in, in Ann Arbor for Michigan fans that an outstanding nine years comes to a close. Um, you know, it kind of felt like this was going to happen this week once we found out this afternoon that Jim Harbaugh was still in Los Angeles after his second interview yesterday. So not a huge shock, as you kind of said. And then it was either, OK, is he going to go to Atlanta for his second interview with the Falcons? Or is he going to come back to Ann Arbor and kind of, you know, have things be reset? Or will he just be named the head coach of Los Angeles? And obviously that is uh, what happened here. Uh, extremely unfortunate for Michigan, a brutal blow for the Wolverines after, you know, having one of the top coaches in the country for nine years, three straight Big Ten titles on the back end here with the national championship as well. So that's going to be really tough to replace. I agree with you. I think they should name Sharon Moore the head coach almost immediately so they can keep this thing as intact as possible with the roster and the assistant coaching staff. Um, so now we got a lot to uh, look out for when it comes to next steps for Michigan, but uh, what a legacy Jim Harbaugh leaves behind almost 20 years of his life spent in Ann Arbor as a ball boy, a cord plugger, you know, the son of Michigan secondary coach, Jack Harbaugh back in the 1970s, five years as a player with the Wolverines, and then nine as the head coach, you know, obviously All-American as a player. Uh, but, you know, his legacy will continue to uh, to live on here as well. He's left Michigan in the past for, you know, his dad taking another job, him going to the NFL as a player, and now this one. But uh, Jim Harbaugh, one of the best coaches in Michigan history, if not the best. And I'll just say this because no one wants to hear the soliloquy or, or the, the obituary for the Harbaugh era, but – Michigan obviously in a much better place now than it was two years ago when Jim Harbaugh got on a plane to really ex expecting to take a job at the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you have a ready-made replacement in Sharon Moore. Um, right. There should be no, and this, this has been something that's, you know, this courtship with the NFL, it's been a few weeks. Obviously we've known what the buzz has been going back to, you know, maybe mid October or so. This should not be a hard decision. Um, now, again, with Michigan having a new, head coach or with Harbaugh leaving transfer portal is going to open for 30 days for anyone on the Michigan roster. And mm -hmm. again, it's too early to speculate who that might be. And I'll say this, this is a little bit different of a situation than, you know, 
really interesting fun fact trivia for years down the road. Three college football playoff teams, including the two teams in the national championship game, will have new coaches heading into next season. Obviously, Saban retiring was a surprise. Kalen DeBoer obviously moving to Alabama. That was quick and abrupt for the folks out in Seattle. But this this has kind of been, like I said before, something that's lingered with Harbaugh and with Michigan over these last few years. So as it pertains to players, I can't speak on an individual level what some of those guys are. Think- I certainly don't think anyone's blindsided by this. I think Jim Harbaugh has been open with them about what his plans are. They've been open about it on the recruiting trail. Um, I, I don't expect there to be the same type of exodus that there maybe was at a Washington or, or an Alabama. And I think they're going to be able to keep this pretty well intact. And that's where I think naming Sharon Moore, you know, if you go anyone outside the family, which I don't think is going to happen again, we're not calling the race before it's done, but all signs do indicate it Sharon Moore. But I, I do feel like as your next step here, it's naming Sharon Moore the head coach. It's and, and as slim as it might be, making Jesse Minter the highest paid defensive coordinator in college football and retaining Ben Herbert. To me, if you're able to get two of those three things done, that's okay. If you get all three, you feel really good about this moving forward. But uh, what are your thoughts on the immediate future for these guys? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Two out of the three. Um, you know, obviously it seems, as you said, like a, a low probability that they'll be able to retain Jesse Minter, probably be Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator in the NFL, but you have to you have to take a swing, right? Because Jesse Minter might just be the the best DC in college football, at least for the next day or so until he's not. Um, but Sharon Moore, you know, as we said, I think that would be the right move. And then Ben Herbert is right near the top of the list as well, as you mentioned, for the things on the to-do list for Sharon Moore and uh, those at Michigan, um, you know, including Ward Manuel, who, you know, depending on how many days it takes here to name Sharon Moore or whoever it is, the next head coach, you know, obviously now it's up to Ward Manuel to keep things as intact as possible. But uh, specifically on the transfer portal, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to have the exodus that Alabama and Washington did, um, you know, because those were external hires. But it's a precarious situation because, yeah, they love Sharon Moore and, and he has a great relationship with players. But right now it's it's about to be the Wild West. I mean, as soon as Jim Harbaugh is officially not Michigan's coach anymore, I don't know what process has to go through there. And that transfer portal opens. Um, you know, whether or not he has a great relationship with a guy who's expected to be named the head coach for at least some sort of time period, Michigan's not going to have a head coach. And other programs around the country, as they already do anyway, are going to try to poach Michigan's players. So uh, I think it's it's something to really be cautious about. Uh, money's going to fly everywhere. Michigan has to you know do everything they possibly can to move quickly, uh, as we've said, not only with Sharon Moore, but the rest of his staff and making sure those conversations are having, happening with the players. Um, because the issue is that Washington and Alabama have run into is that there are 30 days for their players to leave, but there aren't that many players in the transfer portal right now for them to pick up. So your roster can get depleted pretty quickly. Alabama obviously had a ton of talent there. They'll be fine, you know, relatively speaking. Washington is actually pretty depleted from a roster standpoint. They've been able to hang on to a couple of key guys, but uh, I don't think it'll happen to Michigan to the extent of Washington, but you want to mitigate as much of that as possible here. And that's why these next, you know, this next week or so is so important. Yeah, I want to get to a couple of these super chats here. We have one from Z Shaw who said, Dear Jim, uh, please leave Ben <laughs> Herbert at Michigan. <laughs> yeah, we just discussed that. I mean, that's a huge one. Uh, Lori O says, Thank you, Jim, and good luck. 
Please tell me U of M understands they have to protect the roster. They have to move now. Yeah, here's the thing. And this is maybe something that we go a little more in depth on when we do the show with the three of us, is that Michigan leaked today. And again, you said it. A lot of people said it. It was a strategic leak to make it, you know, not saying that this wasn't what they had offered Jim Harbaugh, but we're going to make him the highest paid coach in college football. Mm -hmm. Going to throw all these, all these resources at it. There is no excuse to not take that money that you had, you know, this rainy day fund, so to speak, and throw it towards, you know, giving, uh, well, obviously the school can't give it directly to NIL, but you got to give Sharon more. I think you, you have to expand that recruiting department, give, I mean, give anyone who decides to stick around on the staff a raise, if that's what it takes to kind of keep this all together. Um, you know, and again, what we saw is opportunity spurn. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do the Ohio state thing really, but you know, they just raised what 13, $15 million, whatever it was to go get whoever they wanted in the transfer portal. And for NIL and to take advantage of, you know, some of these other programs that have had coaching changes and you have to be able to fight fire with fire because this is the era of college football that you're in now. So it takes, you know, mobilization from the athletic department. I, tend to believe that this might not end favorably for some athletic department leadership. I'll just leave that be uh, for now. But, you know, this is now an all hands on deck effort to give, let's just say on the 1% chance, it's not Sharon Moore, the resources they need to build this thing and keep this thing humming into a college football. that's going to look very different. And that's what was so satisfying about this year was that you went out and won the biggest games in the last big 10 that will ever have those type of stakes. You won the last four-team college football playoff. You you did all of this in the last year of college football that is kind of like a facsimile of what we've grown up watching, what everyone has seen. And now it's going to look different, and you cannot be reactive in, in this new era. You have to be proactive. And that, you've got, you've got some finality. You've got some closure now. I assume you're not going to light the next, you know, the first four to six weeks of the offseason on fire. Uh, moving forward here with whoever it is next. But, you know, there has to be an understanding that it's time for everyone, and pardon my French, it's time for everyone to get their shit together because there are intangible things that Jim Harbaugh brought that you just will not be able to replace. Well, I almost I almost don't see it as closure. I feel like this is the beginning of what's going to be, a, you know, a pretty crazy and hectic time for Michigan here that they have to take advantage of, as, as you said, um, it will be interesting to see because the rainy day fund, you know, basically throwing that last ditch offer at Jim Harbaugh to make him the highest paid coach in the country. I mean, some of those, some of the math will change there because you're not going to have Jim Harbaugh, right. To, to maybe bring in some of that money. And, you know, you're not exactly certain on what you're getting. I mean, if there was one sure thing uh, that out there, you know, for Michigan, it's, it's that they could win with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, so I think that's why he was worth that offer. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of money they give Sharon Moore if he's the next head coach, uh, what kind of assistant co uh, you know, coaching salary pool that they allow there, and then what other kind of structural changes to the program, the department that they make in terms of aligning on NIL and, and things of that nature, as you were just talking about. So I'm just interested to see what kind of support they put around Sharon, Sharon Moore or the next Michigan head coach. Because you don't have that sure thing in Jim Harbaugh anymore. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh could, you could kind of just 
you know, give him the keys to Schembechler Hall and kind of let him run the program. And you kind of knew what you were going to get, especially the last few years with the way he had this thing humming. So uh, that is, you know, not the case anymore. It's not a knock against whoever's the next coach. It's just, you know, the fact that when you have perhaps the best coach in the country, you're going to have a downgrade. It's the same thing I said when when, uh, John Beeline left Michigan is, you know, you have to just kind of come to the realization that, you know, you can maybe win at a similar level, but it's going to be different. It's going to take more. It's going to take something different to do that under Juwan Howard. Uh, Michigan hasn't been able to sustain that type of success on the basketball side, but um, it's just going to have to structurally be different for Michigan moving forward with whoever the next coach is. Well, and it's important, too, that, you know, given that there is a 12-team playoff now, there is a little more, I'll say margin for error, but you have a little bit of wiggle room here to, I mean, you're always chasing perfection, right? And, and I think something that stood out the most about Jim Harbaugh's Michigan, especially these last three years or so, is is the attention to detail. Um, you know, does Sharon will Sharon Moore slash whoever the replacement is have the same type of keen eye that sees someone like a Mike Sanderson goes, you know what, that guy might be pretty good at nickel. And those are the type of things that really have kind of separated him from the rest. Uh, again, I think there is. Uh, you know, there's a benefit to, again, much different situation than 2020. 2021 was like, wow, they did all this stuff. They showed they can get there. And now he might leave like that. It feels like a, it feels like it might be a flash in the pan, but he came back, he sustained it. And now this program's in a much healthier place with a roster too, that, you know, I, I, we've been doing some end of the year stuff, cleaning up some loose ends from, from the season. There's a lot to like on this, especially defensively. Now they might need a new coordinator as well. We did get a question here from Ben DeRosia who says, if slash when Jesse Minter leaves, who do we get? Do you promote Clink or Elston or hire someone with head coaching experience? Um, I don't think it's just as simple as promoting Steve Klinkscale or Mike Elston. Now, I could see making them both co-coordinators, but I don't know if one of those guys himself kind of steps into that role. Like, Jesse Minter is still, contra- un- still under contract at Michigan, so – to discuss replacements, even if it might feel like it's trending a certain way. Um, it just, I don't know who those guys would be right now, but I do think that they can probably still piece something pretty respectable together here. Yeah. And a name that, that came up in a conversation that I had today was Clint hurt, uh, who was the defensive coordinator with the Seattle Seahawks, who obviously that staff is, is being revamped right now uh but he coached with sharon moore at louisville so those two have a relationship maybe that could be something that comes together um you know a little early i guess to say but i would imagine i mean clink would be considered mike elson same thing i mean he was in line to you know potentially be the defensive coordinator at notre dame before marcus freeman went in a different direction and then he ultimately months later came to michigan a couple years ago so i think those are all possibilities i I did want to go back to what you were just mentioning though about you know basically the foundation that that has been left here because yeah i mean nobody's as good as jim harbaugh as at, at identifying talent or or you know having a guy switch positions and you know, kind of that vision he had and he was always thinking about different tweaks to make and different changes and you know how something could be a little bit better and how he would say a, a mile an hour faster uh you know or how to get the three tech blocked you know he's always thinking football like that um but there have been guys around him for a long time like sharon moore who's been here for seven years that have been able to see that, you know, firsthand. So I think that that will help. And that is partly why going back to your point that you made earlier, this is such a better situation 
you know, not even taking into account the national championship and a couple of Big Ten titles they've won since, but such a better situation than it would have been if he would have left two years ago. So they're in pretty good hands as long as you can keep things intact, um, you know, as much as possible. Now, it all sounds great in theory, right? I mean, it it always does when you talk about continuity and we'll keep this coach and the players will stay. I mean, it's still in four years, you still got to make sure you had the right guy, right? I mean, Marcus Freeman was able to keep things intact at Notre Dame, but a few years down the line, we're still sitting here wondering if he's the guy. Now, you know, I, I think Sharon Moore is much more qualified than Marcus Freeman was to take over Notre Dame. So that's not a great comparison, but it's just one of the recent comparisons of, you know, an internal hire. Ryan Day, also a pretty apt comparison, given that he took over for a couple games while Urban Meyer was suspended in 2018 and then, uh, you know, was ultimately named the head coach the next season. So there are some examples to look at here where you have a foundation laid by an elite coach and, you know, then one of his guys takes over. So if that's the route that Michigan goes, which we, you know, believe is strongly likely at this point, then I do think he'll have, you know, a much better chance of succeeding than if it were somebody two years ago taking over because uh, just of the things they've accomplished and the experiences that they've had over the last couple of years. Yeah, and a, pe- a couple of people have pointed out too, you know, when it comes to Sharon Moore's candidacy that it's not like, yes, he coached Michigan to some really big wins this year, but it's not, you know, Jim Harbaugh was still there during the week to game plan and things like that. So there are questions about that. And I get, I, I think that, uh, you know, if he winds up being the guy, then that is, that's clearly, there are going to be a lot of questions, which is why you have to support him with the best possible. And, and people, the other thing that um, that st- stands out to me is people are like, well, how is Sharon Moore going to be able to build a staff? Like his, con- you know, his contacts, his connections. Listen, I- I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that Jim Harbaugh is still going to be on speed dial to help him to help baby him and-, and hold his hand through anything. But you still got that guy in your cell phone. You've got other guys you've worked with at Michigan that have a Rolodex. I mean, this is a this is not some kind of, you know, podunk little university like this is an appealing job that has a history of putting guys in the nfl from a defensive coordinator perspective i think any guy that comes in to this program next year i mean that's could it could be a star making you know um you know elevation for him with all they have on defense so that's why i do feel like the continuity is important and you know the passing of the torch the taking taking the baton i think all those things are apt right now well uh, you bring up a, a fantastic point because, and I wanted to point this out too. Like the the uh, John Harbaugh, you know, suggesting uh, Mike McDonald and Jesse Minter a couple years ago as potential replacements for Don Brown, you know, that didn't just benefit Michigan. <laughs> Look at what Baltimore is doing right now with Mike McDonald, and they have one of the best defenses in the league right now in the AFC Championship game this weekend. So that ended up benefiting Baltimore in the long run as well. So it's not like it'll be a one-way street if Jim Harbaugh does help out or connect Sharon Moore with somebody, obviously he'd be willing to do that. I mean, he said he, him and Sharon Moore are like brothers, right? And he, you know, he said, uh, Harbaugh said this year that him and the whole coaching staff are, are like that. So uh, I think that would be there. I mean, John Harbaugh, obviously that connection. And as Andy Staples has been referring to it as the uh, John Harbaugh, you know, Ravens internship program, I think that could still remain open, but you know, as you go along, I think it is. It, it's we'd be stupid not to mention it, right? The, you know, the Rolodex not being quite as big as a Harbaugh because they know pretty much anyone that has to do with football. I mean, 
you know, Jim, you know, until John Madden passed away, uh, you know, he was getting texts from John Madden after some game. Like, I mean, literally anybody, you know, he's the ultimate football guy, but literally anybody in the sport, Jim Harbaugh can connect with. And I think Sharon Moore can do that through other people as well. But we'd be dumb not to mention the fact that, yeah, his network isn't as big. And that's going to be a hurdle that he's going to have to overcome. Uh, but as we mentioned, there are some built in advantages there. And I think he can overcome those. I do, because again, this isn't a stepping stone job. It's Michigan. It's a destination spot. You're the defending national champions. I mean, that's what's lost in all of this, is that this is as appealing a job as as any could be right now. Um, again, and it's, if, if the timing was a little bit different, and, and make no mistake about it, like this is me throwing my hat in the ring for Sharon Moore. I, I think he should be the guy. I think he's earned it with everything he's done, but... The timing of all this, which was never really going to be something that was going to work out, given that Harbaugh was going through an NFL courtship. You know, it's a type that wouldn't mind seeing them run a national search. Maybe maybe it's possible they still do. Um, but at the same time, you know, with the objective today, I mean, continuity, because here's the thing. And I don't want to be negative and go down this road, but um you know, if the risk you're taking is that you keep this pretty good roster together for now, and a couple of years from now, let's just say worst case scenario, things bottom out, you have to start all over anyways. If you go outside the family and hire anyone new right now, that blows everything to hell coming off of a national title. There's still momentum here. There is still, again, they've squandered a bit of it in these last few weeks, but um, I think the path forward is pretty clear. I'd be surprised. Uh, if this wasn't something that was wrapped up relatively relatively quickly, uh, I hope that you know it's uh, it's as it's as swift and as far as like what Michigan does to send off Harbaugh. You know, if there's a social media blast or he doesn't really strike me as the type of guy that would write a letter of, to thank fans or thank the school or anything. I kind of just feel like it's probably over, but. Um, yeah. Uh, any other additional thoughts? I don't have really much to say on all of it. Yeah. Um, you know, that part is is going to be interesting in how quickly they move. Chris Ballas, our, our co-worker, was saying that he's hearing about seven to ten days, uh, that, that it's widely expected that it will be Sharon Moore. I mean, if I was advising Michigan, I would say probably go quicker than that. I mean, what did Alabama got an external hire within 72 hours, I believe it was, or maybe four days. Uh, so three or four. So I would advise them to go quicker. I have also thrown my advice out there on this podcast in the past, Anthony, and uh, they haven't taken it. And no. maybe, you know, they, maybe they shouldn't have. Right. I mean, because I'm a dummy myself, but I would advise them to go a little bit quicker than that uh, because of the transfer portal thing. And it is kind of interesting, too, because, you know, I, I guess this is the last kind of thing that that's on my mind with it is you won the national championship, as you mentioned. So you're kind of late here. And you're working on an NFL timeline as well. So those two things in concert make this a weird time with the transfer portal. Now, the, the passing of the one-time transfer rule has complicated everything. The fact that you have a 30-day window after a coaching change where guys can leave the program has also complicated things. So you wouldn't trade the national title, but you are in kind of a tough spot because it does kind of pigeonhole you into making a Sharon Moore hire. And I think if they look nationally, by the way, I think they probably would have ended up on Sharon Moore anyway. And he might be, he might have been the best guy for the job anyway. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it does kind of, you know, it does kind of force their hand here 
Um, and again, seven to 10 days to me just feels like, uh, you know, much too long. It does feel too long because I feel like, uh, and first of all, I'll take this super chat from Benjamin Gregg for $10. He says, fellas, a small token appreciation for all of your coverage of this team over this run, especially the last few years onward, go blue. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. I mean, we're along for the ride. Um, as long as the Wolverine and on three want us. So Michigan football going somewhere. No, they're not going anywhere. Uh, defending national champions. A lot of big games in the schedule next year. So thank you, Benjamin. Uh, that means a lot. Uh, I just have one fleeting thought. Um, I have to choose my words carefully here. Um, Cause I don't want to turn this into a, let's just gather it, gather around and gang up on, on ward manual. But the fact that it, it has to be mentioned, that, it has to be mentioned. It does have to be. Last thing that doesn't need to be mentioned is on his watch, Michigan has lost John Beeline. They have lost Eric Backage, and they have now lost Jim Harbaugh, who are the three best coaches in Michigan history and in any of those sports. Um, certainly, I think that you can make that argument. And I don't know that this is going to end well for him. And I'll just kind of leave it there because this is something that has been bungled from the start. Uh, I think that dating back to last winter, I mean, there shouldn't have been any question. There shouldn't have been any hangups, holdups at all to make him the highest paid coach in the Big Ten, highest paid coach in college football, have the contract toll over, give the guy the resources he needs, and drag your feet, drag your feet, drag your feet. But then when there's a camera to be in front of, oh, my goodness, it's the spe- the rousing speech of the century and, and the float in the parade with the glory and, and the cheers from the crowd. Yeah, he was there for all that. But listen, um, I don't know that any having this contract done last winter would have prevented an NFL courtship, but I certainly don't think it would have hurt. That's all. And that's just kind of where I'll leave it. Yeah. So going back to the beeline back itch Harbaugh thing, the crazy thing is, I don't know the full history of Michigan baseball. I would imagine Backage was probably the best, most talented. You know, maybe wasn't here long enough to be as accomplished as some others, but probably the best. John Beeline was certainly the best in that program's history. Like Jim Harbaugh is the only one, is kind of the one that you would argue the most about. I think he probably is the best in Michigan football history, but it's just funny to think about because he's that elite of a coach, and it speaks to how great those other two coaches that they lost were, John Beeline, you know, apparently, you know, maybe didn't get quite the communication that he wanted at the end of uh, his run there before he accepted the job with the Cavaliers. You continue to hear rumblings that Eric Backage was a little bit frustrated with, you know, maybe what he was uh, being enticed to stay at Michigan with before he went to Clemson. And then Jim Harbaugh. I mean, you know, I, I do think they've mishandled a couple different things throughout the years with him. And, and you know, those aren't small things. Uh, you know, you cut his pay in half after basically an asterisk season where you had injuries, opt-outs, you know, you had some of the most strict rules out of any program in the country on how you were handling going about navigating things during the coronavirus. Um, you know, and, and I just didn't think it was warranted then. A Harbaugh never forgets. And, you know, here we are. At the same time, you know, when he stood up there at the podium on December 30th, 2014, um, you know, I think a lot of people thought he would have gone to the NFL sooner. Uh, I wasn't necessarily one of those people, but I think in the back of everybody's head, we all had to consider the possibility that he was going to end up going back at some point. So maybe this was inevitable and you got more years out of him and, you know, he got more years out of Michigan 
you know, in, in to accomplish things that I'm sure he's he's damn proud of and, and obviously should be than a lot of people thought. Um, so you can look at it one of a couple of ways. But, you know, my whole thing throughout this thing was you, you understand that there's a scenario where you give Jim Harbaugh everything he could possibly want at Michigan and you keep him as happy as he possibly could have been. And he still goes. But your job as, as somebody that that is you know in charge of somebody that is this valuable and this talented, this elite is to do everything you possibly can and up that percentage, you know, whether it's 20% chance of keeping them or 60% or, you know, literally whatever number you want to put on it, you have to maximize that. I'm not sure Michigan did that, unfortunately, which is, I think, the part that's disappointing. Um, you know, and this is years. This isn't just, you know, what has happened the last couple uh, weeks. Uh, so that's the disappointing part to me. But either way, um, you know, I think that that there was a good chance this was going to happen. Uh, and just a, a hell of a run. And, uh, you know, by Jim Harbaugh, a guy who didn't have to come back in December of 2014, he could have, you know, jumped to another NFL job after things ended with the 49ers. And he was at the top of the game there, but he did. And he stayed for nine years and it was a, a heck of a ride. 89 wins for the Wolverines, three big 10 championships, a national title. So you got to take the good with the bad and you got to roll with the punches and you got to remember the great times that you had, you know, with this coach. The 1999 super chat from Nick, who says Jim Harbaugh clearly blocked Pete. What's your deal? Carol from the chargers. <laughs> there is the third Ravens guy to maybe replace Minter Zach, or he cut his teeth in Baltimore yes. with McDonald and Minter Sharon's time now. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, if Jesse Minter leaves, we'll have some kind of defensive coordinator hot board. I'm sure. Um, Again, I'll just say this with the uh, here's the thing with the Ravens gig, too, is that Mike McDonald could be up for a head coaching job somewhere, too. So they might still need a defensive court. Jesse Minter could go with Jim. Jesse Minter could go with you, I just have this mental John picture of or Mike um, John tugging on one arm and Jim tugging on the other for Jesse Minter to come. Uh, or he Jesse could be McDonald's Minter. DC. Yeah, it could be. And uh, I'll just say the biggest winner of this entire process is Jesse Minter because my man is going to get paid and he deserves to get paid. Like that guy is probably the biggest reason this team won a national title, given what he was able to scheme up in the playoff and in that national title game. But um, well, all right, well, we need let to me get just back say to this too about, so the, the rumors, I think they came from pro football talk. Was it yesterday where it was like, Oh, Pete Carroll might be trying to get in the mix. I wouldn't have been totally shocked if that came from LA knowing that, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that's why, Harbaugh decided to take the job, but, um, you know, just the thought crossed my mind kind of in a half joking way, but where LA kind of threw that out there to, to pressure him to take the deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say this about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he will head to the team. Maybe not the most, uh, like they're not going to be at the top of Super Bowl odds or anything like that. They have the best uniforms in the NFL for what my money's worth right now. So they're going to look good. SoFi stadium is a phenomenal, phenomenal facility. Although the Chargers are a tenant in that building, that is Stan Kroenke's building. But uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Have a lot to clean up now. Um, this is kind of the the whole. We've been in a holding pattern. Now it's time to move forward uh, for Michigan and for us in writing about what's next. So uh, Clayton, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you guys for your time. We'll be back. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, I assume Clayton, you're you're the proprietor of the Thursday pot. Are we going to do that as normal this week? I believe so. Okay, well, we'll do that. We'll be back with, I assume, the three of us. We'll see. A lot of moving parts right now. But 
Uh, for Clayton Safey, I'm Anthony Broom. Uh, be sure to like uh, the video, subscribe to our channel. Michigan is still a national champion, and if you want a commemorative piece of that national championship, we just started production on our issue, our, our special national chi uh, championship issue of the Wolverine magazine. It's going to be, I believe, 148 full-color, glossy pages, a great keepsake, and uh, a link to that is going to be in the description below, too. So uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll see what happens next, and thanks for your time.